Gold up, golden arches down. The stock market, an interesting thing these days, as the news cycle causes surges and spirals. Depending on your investments, you may be hemorrhaging or inflating your cash. Only time will tell. Yesterday, McDonald's, the Golden Arches, also known for their golden crispy fries, announced that their sales have plummeted 30% this past quarter. They are not loving it. And neither are their stockholders. Shares spiraled in value just as another commodity, gold, was spiking. Gold is at an all-time high, almost $2,000 an ounce. Makes you wish you lived in a gold rush town, doesn't it? That's a lot of McDonald's. Or a lot of paint. Sherman Williams has surged thanks to do-it-yourself projects. Up, down, buy, sell, obsessing over the market can destroy you. Jesus says, invest your treasure where COVID can't destroy. In heaven, where our Lord is, protecting our eternal inheritance, now as well as always. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called The Gospel According to Joseph. Who is one supposed to believe? Well, that was the question back in 2017 when the accusations against Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein came out. Of course, in his case, the allegations were true. He was found guilty and the Me Too movement was born. And there were many powerful people where the light of truth shone on their horrible actions. But on today's program, we're going to see one ancient accusation that simply was not true. Sadly, there are times when false accusations have been made, and that's exactly what happened to Joseph. His righteous actions were used against him, but nevertheless, he stayed faithful to the Lord. So please stay with me. And I believe you will be encouraged by the story we'll talk about today. And speaking of stories, we've also been sharing the true life story of Jeremy Camp this week. How just as his career was beginning to take off, his future wife was stricken with cancer. But I've been encouraged by his desire to share this trial and and how Jesus was with him and his first wife every step of the journey. But even as they were making the movie, Jeremy still found it hard to relive first of all it's it was it was not easy you know i'm watching scenes hospital scenes and that to me was one of the hardest because you know the hospital brings back bad memories for me and um at one point i literally was watching hospital scene and i i broke down i I left and i didn't actually come back because the next scene was was her um flatlining and it was just when i didn't want to watch that over and over again you know because i do takes and takes over and over again and but it was just amazing too because as i'm there and i'm watching this and I'm, it's hard to watch i all of a sudden i look over and i look at my kids and i look at my wife and i'm going wow lord you've been faithful yeah. you know and, and in the midst of watching that pain because i remember that pain because it, it triggered that in me mm-hmm. but i go well you didn't leave me you didn't forsake me you know and, and now you've been so faithful i have a beautiful family and now i'm sharing my story and and what you're talking about what are you excited about you know one of the things that god kind of gave me when I was thinking about this movie and what it's going to be is that pain is universal and everybody experiences it. It's worldwide. And I think for me, um, I want to share my story and share my pain and what I've been through, but share that there's hope and there's kind of two ways you can go with your pain. You can either turn your back from the, to the Lord and say, 
forget you. Why did you do this? I want nothing to do with you, which there's no hope in that. You know what I mean? There's emptiness. And, and I had moments of like feeling that way and moments of being angry and moments of saying, I can't do this and kind of going, I don't know, Lord. But then you get to the point where you're going, where else am I going to turn? Like he's my only source of hope. And so we all go through pain. It's universal, but it's what you do with it. And we want to hopefully display people, you run to Jesus because he's the only source of hope in life. And that's what this whole movie is about. That, mm-hmm. you know, when you trust in him, when you put your full faith in him, doesn't mean it's not going to be hard sometimes. Like I think a lot of times you say, you give your life to Jesus, then it's all good. It's like, no, it's not always all good. I mean, there's, it's, life is hard. There's difficult situations. Um, but he never said that he, that you were not going to go through trials. He said, I'll be with you through the trials. Right. And I think that is the difference is that he'll walk through us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's a big part of this film. I think it's going to bring a lot of hope to people. I still believe. That is Jeremy Camp talking with Kelly Corday at Sway Nation about his experience of watching his life be turned into a movie. My wife and I saw it, I still believe, and we both agree this movie is filled with hope. And that's something all of us could use a little bit more of today, don't you think? After the program, I want to send you a copy of this new movie on DVD for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. This movie might move you to tears, like it did me, but I know they will be tears of joy that will renew your faith in the power of hope found only in Jesus. Here's the number to call us at after the program, 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online, watch the trailer and a clip from the movie, and, and then you can make your gift when you head over to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now, speaking of him... Here's our opening song by Jeremy Camp. I can see the waters raging at my feet. I can feel the breath of those surrounding me. I can hear the sound of nations rising up. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. I can walk. Down this dark and painful road I can face Every fear of the unknown I can hear All God's children singing out We will not be overtaken We will not be overcome The same power that rose Jesus from the grave The same true in his strength there is nothing we can't do yes we know there are greater things in store we will not be overtaken we will not be overcome 
song is called Same Power by Jeremy Camp here on Haven Today. Far before the Me Too movement was born, there has been the long-running debate of he said, she said. Sadly, in this fallen world, when allegations of sexual misconduct are made, we wonder who's being truthful. For good or for bad, you can find yourself being skeptical. And I don't want to discourage anyone from coming forward about the truth of sexual abuse in your life. Please, don't allow this story to stop you from seeking help with parents, pastors, or even local authorities. But as we'll see in a moment from the life of Joseph, we know there have been intentionally wrong allegations made in the past as well. Just last week, it would have been Emmett Till's 79th birthday. In 1955, he was kidnapped by a white mob, beaten and disposed of in a river. He was murdered, all because a young white woman said he made sexual advances. His mother insisted on having an open casket funeral so the world would see the barbarism of lynching, she said. Just two years ago, Emmett Till's accuser confessed that she was lying about the whole thing, made it up. False accusations can do more than tarnish a person's legacy. They can literally end in death. Joseph, in Genesis 39, experienced that firsthand. And that's the story I want us to turn to as we continue the gospel according to Joseph. Joseph's story is the story of Jesus. But Joseph's story is also our story. What do we do when temptation threatens to beat down the doors of our heart? Well, let's see how Joseph responded in Genesis 39. He was there, living and serving in Potiphar's house, his slave master, and because the Lord was with him, Joseph had just been put in charge over everything in the house of Potiphar. Here's the story. I'll pick it up at verse 6. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he is entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his coat, and she said, Come to bed with me. But he left his coat in her hand and ran out of the house. That's verses 6 through 12 of Genesis 39. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, a program called The Gospel According to Joseph. Now, this young man, Joseph, at least he was young at this point in his life, was more than a hard worker. He wasn't just talented and able to find success in all he did. He was good-looking, too. He didn't have the Midas touch. He was Midas. He seemed to have it all. 
He rose to the top of Potiphar's house, and later he would rise to second in command over all of Egypt. But Genesis 39 is not a rags-to-riches story. Potiphar's wife eventually lied. She said Joseph tried to seduce her, and as a consequence, Joseph was thrown in prison. Now, there are three little details in this story that I think speak powerfully to us today. The first is a simple word, God. Joseph couldn't bear to sleep with Potiphar's wife, not just because it would be taking advantage of his master. Joseph was far more concerned with offending the Lord. How can I sin against God in this way? That was his question. And that needs to be our question. We're faced with temptations every single day. Whether we're facing road rage or inappropriate ads on the internet, temptation and sin are just a click or a word away. How do we respond? A theologian once said that we have a treasure chest of gospel weapons that we can wield against the temptations we face. But too often, we decide to fight the enemy with our bare hands. What did he mean? He meant we don't run to where Joseph ran. Joseph's bottom line was that his Lord had been so gracious to him. How could he sin against him? How much more for us who know the love of Christ, the Christ who loved us, not just entering into our world, but dying for our sins. Our question should be, how could we sin against Jesus? We'll always have to run back to our treasure chest of gospel weapons, reminding ourselves of his love and the salvation he's won for us. And that brings me to the second little detail. Day after day, Potiphar's wife was relentless. Day after day, she accosted Joseph. She tried to seduce him. And day after day, Joseph stood firm. I wonder how many of us feel like that today, constantly presented day after day with opportunities to sin. We need to hear that we don't have to give in. We can resist, hard as it may be. We can do it. We can flee temptation. We can run to the Lord, not because we are so strong, of course not, but because Christ is faithful. Day after day, Scripture says, His mercies are due every morning. You may be struggling, but turn again to the Lord. Day after day, find your strength in Him. And this brings me to the third little detail in this story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife. He left his coat behind. Potiphar's wife used it as evidence against him falsely accusing him of seduction, when in fact she was trying to seduce him. But it was Joseph who left his coat, or it's sometimes called cloak, behind, as he fled away from temptation. He left it behind. And sometimes when we flee temptation, we all have to leave something behind too. The cross before us, the world behind us. Joseph had the Lord in his heart, so he wasn't concerned with what he had left, just like the woman at the well thousands of years later. The Lord Jesus broke into her life, and she was never the same, and she left her water pot behind. As we today look to Christ, the things of this world grow strangely dim. 
as we trust in him by faith, the grip this world has on our hearts just gets weaker. Just like Joseph, our eyes are on the Lord. Day after day, we can leave behind our coats or cloaks as we run to him for strength as well as hope in a dark world, knowing with full confidence that one day he will clothe us in his own robes of righteousness. In the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. Give me G E 
You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, a program called The Gospel According to Joseph. And that was Jeremy Camp from his album Beyond Measure and Give Me Jesus. Earlier in our time together, we heard a little bit from Jeremy Camp talking about his first wife's battle with cancer. He says it was the hardest trial he's ever faced. And even while watching the filming of her hospital scenes in the new movie, I still believe there were times that it was just too much for him to take. The pain was and still is real many years later. But I've been so encouraged that the hope he found in Jesus during that time and even now is greater than the pain. He sees how God used that trial to help him minister better to others who are suffering. And I believe that after you watch this true story that's just out on DVD, that you will be deeply moved. We have an artist with five number one hit singles. He has a story to tell. Just one person's life has changed. I still believe. And it's worth it. I still believe. I still believe. The movie was made by the same team that produced I Can Only Imagine a couple of years ago, the Irwin Brothers. I spoke to John Irwin on the program yesterday, and now they've returned with one of the best Christian films in a long time, more than just entertaining. It'll open up doors for you and others to talk about how the Lord Jesus gets us through those times, just like Joseph and the problems he faced that we talked about on today's program. Well, I want to send you your own copy of the I Still Believe DVD. I'd like to do it right away for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. And I'd like to also ask you to just give a little more if you possibly could. It's a time of year when giving always declines, but this is a COVID-19 summer, and your gift will help make a difference. Here's the number where you can make your gift and ask for the DVD I Still Believe, 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836, or go to our website and watch a little bit from the movie, watch the trailer we put up, and then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org, H-A-V-E-N-T-O-D-A-Y, Today. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There's a certain kind of person who brings other people together and keeps them together. Sometimes it's a mom or a dad, a player on a sports team, or a strong leader. And you might describe that person as the glue who holds others together. In your church, you might be tempted to think of your pastor that way. But really, that role belongs to the Holy Spirit. He is the common bond between believers. He binds us to Christ, renews our minds, sanctifies us, and reassures us every day that we belong to God. And you know what? The Holy Spirit even prays for us. Romans 8, 26, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. 
You can get your Anchor devotional in print monthly at getanchor.com.